text for this evening is found in two places in the Bible. John chapter 2, verse 17, and in Psalm 69, zeal for thy house will consume me. Zeal for thy house will consume me. John's record of these words are found in John chapter 2 when Jesus cleansed the temple. Christ was overcome with zeal when he entered the temple at the beginning of Holy Week when he entered Jerusalem. And he found men selling oxen and sheep and pigeons and doves money changers as well, plying their trade, practicing extortion in the outer precincts of God's temple in Jerusalem. You know the story. Jesus made a whip of cords, and he drove those out. Those who had come into the house of God where the name of God dwelt all the way through the Old Testament, a sacred place where Men and women and young people could meet and have an encounter with the living God. Jesus' zeal was a product of his holiness, God's holiness. The temple was a sacred place, and it was not for merchandising. And while Jesus was cleansing the temple, watching in amazement, his disciples remembered a passage of Scripture. This little phrase, From Psalm 69, verse 9, his disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for thy house will consume me. What came to the disciples' minds was this verse. Jesus didn't say it. The Holy Spirit, perhaps, made it clear to the disciples that right before their eyes, this Old Testament psalm, this phrase that was mentioned by King David as he wrote this magnificent psalm, Psalm 69, expressing his zeal for the honor and the holiness of God and how he would suffer for it. Here is the Lord Jesus. Many, many years later, and this verse foreshadows the ultimate zeal of Christ for God's house, not only for the house of God in a temple in Jerusalem, but for the household of God throughout the ages. Zeal for thy house will consume me. I want you to reflect on those words for a few moments tonight as we consider Good Friday and the crucifixion of Jesus. What happened at the cross of Calvary? Choir has sung beautifully about it tonight. The strings have played and the other instrumentalists beautifully about the passion of our Lord. Jesus was consumed at Calvary in body and soul as he died as a sin-bearing sacrifice for human sin. Jesus was consumed in his body, consumed by the worst death known to man, a death reserved for the worst of criminals in the Roman Empire. It was against the law for a Roman citizen to be crucified. Most Romans didn't even use the word whenever they talked to one another. The purest man who ever lived 
sinless and spotless, was cruelly put to death on a Roman cross, he who was sinless suffered the worst physical pain reserved for woebegone sinners. Why is that? Well, there's a reason why Jesus wasn't taken out on the streets of Jerusalem. There's a reason why Jesus wasn't poisoned. There's a reason why nobody snuck up behind him and hit him with a club. That would have been an instant, relatively painless death. No. The eternal Son of God, who was sinless, had to die the death of the worst sinner, the worst criminal on earth. It made no sense. Jesus did nothing but going around doing good. He healed bodies. He said words that had never been said before. Yet he was put to death on the cross. You see, Jesus suffered the death on the cross because he was your sin-bearing sacrifice. My sin-bearing sacrifice. And the entire penalty that was owed to me and to you for our sin, Jesus absorbed in his body. They hung him on a cross almost completely naked. He took our shame when he died on the cross. And he bled to death from his hands and his feet. He had blood from his brow because of the crown of thorns that they placed on him. Jesus took our pain and our misery and our shame and our disgrace to the cross with him. And when he died on that cross, he absorbed all of it into his physical body. He died the death that all of us should have died so that we might die and live in him. Nevertheless, as bad as the crucifixion was, it was nothing compared to what Jesus suffered in his soul. You see, the physical crucifixion of Jesus is nothing in comparison to the spiritual experience that Jesus suffered on the cross. He cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It was the cry from the soul of the divine Son of God and Son of Man as he experienced separation and alienation from the Father for the first time. All of his life, and we could go back to all of eternity, the eternal Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, always had intimate fellowship with the Father. But on the cross, because God is so holy, he had to turn away. And Jesus, for the first time, felt alienation. He felt separation. He felt division from his Father. We walked so closely with it was a cry from the soul. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You know, some think that Jesus went to the cross merely because the Jewish religious leaders hated him. And they did. Others believe it was simply a political move by the Romans in order to keep the Jewish people in check. Pilate didn't like the Jews, but he didn't want to aggravate them for political reasons. So he gave them their demands to crucify Jesus. 
Well, it wasn't the Romans, and it wasn't the Jewish religious leaders who put Jesus to death ultimately. We know according to the Scriptures that ultimately it was God the Father. It was His sovereign will that Jesus go to the cross in order to be our sin-bearing substitute. We know this from Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5. Surely our griefs He Himself bore, our sorrows He carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed Him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening of our well-being fell upon Him. And by His stripes and scourging, we are healed. You see, God Almighty, God the Father, from the throne of heaven, looked at you and looked at me and every other believer through the corridors of all of time. And His wrath was heading for you and me, and Jesus stood right in front of it and took the bullet for you and me. When He died on that cross, all the wrath of Almighty God was poured out, It was meant for you and me. And Jesus, again, absorbed all of the wrath of God. You see, it was what was behind the scenes that was the most painful and the most tormenting to the Lord Jesus. It wasn't the physical pain. God the Father sent His Son to the cross to die a death meant for us and to suffer the full weight of God's holy wrath against your sins and mine. And as you reflect on the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ on this Good Friday, I want you to remember and meditate on the consuming factors of this individual, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus Christ was consumed with zeal for God's house, the honor of His name, the majesty of Almighty God. He was consumed with the Word and the will of God. He would not give up. He would not save Himself. He gave Himself so He would save all others. Jesus was consumed with the love of God. You see, this is the Gospel as John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son so that whoever believes in Him, whoever trusts in Him, will not perish but have everlasting life. What are you consumed with on this Good Friday? Do you have any zeal? If so, what is it for? I see many that are consumed with all the wrong things. I'm consumed with my education. I'm consumed with my job or my profession. I'm consumed with my future. I'm consumed with money and being successful. I'm consumed with relationships. I have zeal for relationships. I have zeal for my family. I'm consumed with my reputation. I am consumed with recreation. Those others that are my life is consumed by alcohol. My life is consumed by immoral sex, like the woman in John 4, trying to find love in all the wrong places. My life is consumed with illicit drugs, and I feel like a slave because of those things that I have committed my life to and that I have zeal for. You see, as Christians, we profess to be consumed by the love of God. 
in Christ Jesus. 1 John 4.10 says, In this is love. Not that we love God, we don't. But that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation, the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And I love the words of 2 Corinthians 5, 15, excuse me, 14 and 15. For the love of Christ, Paul says, controls us. It consumes, it guides, it drives us. When we look at the cross, we see God's unfiltered love for us because of His unfiltered wrath poured out on His Son. Paul said, I am consumed with this love that is better than life. And having concluded this, that one died for all, therefore we all die. And He who died for us, so that we might live no longer for ourselves, but for Him who died and rose again on our behalf. What are you consumed with? What do you have zeal for? Jesus Christ was consumed in body and soul for you and me. Who or what consumes you this holy week of 2023?